Podcasting straight from North Carolina is Dr. Jennifer Eichner-Lowry sharing her author journey with you. Jen Lowry writes is a place where amazing things happen for authors and readers together. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate podcast host. Jen is just the bird singing the song. She is a published author, educator, homeschool mama, life coach, and dreamer. Join her on the daily journey of discovering what this writing life is all about. Let's see what she will be led by the Holy Spirit to talk about today. Here's Jen. Thanks for supporting my Jen Lowry Writes podcast. My purpose is to inspire and encourage others to chase after their writing goals with faith and courage. By hitting the support this podcast button and with your monthly contribution of 99 cents, $4.99 or $9.99, you are helping me chase after mine. Welcome to my official author podcast. My name is Dr. Jennifer Lowry, and today I want to talk about the realizations that I came upon as I was collecting my pieces of work. So the poetry book has been a new challenge to myself. Thanks to my friend and WWJ, Sherry. Sherry Mercer is a children's book author, and she will also be writing Bible devotionals. Sherry is just a phenomenal woman, and when the Lord leads her to speak and say things and, and nudge and encourage, that's a, that's a calling that Sherry has. And Sherry, one, came up with a story seeds idea with us, and we brainstormed that out and made it a WWJ thing, and it has really blessed my heart. So that challenge was to write down an idea every day for the month of March. Yesterday, it actually, I actually wrote it in the middle of a podcast interview. I was being interviewed for the Sunday Killers. So gosh, guys, I was so excited. (laughs) I was so cheesy. You should see the look on my face. Go look on Twitter. You can go look at Jen Lowry Rice because I retweeted it. But y'all, I'm like so cheesing. And my husband picks at me so bad about my cheeks. And he was like, look at them Eichner cheeks. Look at that. Look at that. And then he starts like kissing all on my cheeks. Y'all, for real. Um, Yeah, I was so excited. But right in the middle, he said, creepy little horror children. And I went, okay, thank you, creepy little horror children. And I don't know why, but that line hit me as a story seed. Because we were just talking about... I did a throwback to Children of the Corn in an image where it's like a cornfield because it just creeped me out as a kid. So I found a creepy image and I wrote the Sunday Killer on it, but it was like honestly like an honoring like my love when I first started reading adult fiction was Stephen King. So of course I had to do that little throwback in there. And we started talking about Children of the Corn and how that scared me as a kid. He's like, creepy little horror children. I went, oh my gosh. And I went and captured that. I don't know what it's going to be, but it's there. And it's a story seed and it's in my notebook. And so I will say that that idea is brilliant. I might continue to have that notebook around me, guys, and just capture, capture, capture ideas. You never know if it's a poem, a short story, a blog, whatever. I, I love it. So I'm going to continue that challenge. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say the Lord's going to give me an idea every single day to write a novel. And I'll have 365 novels. That's not what it's for. <laughs> it's for ideas, for something that's there for a reason. 
and it can be purposed in many ways. So we were doing that for Nano Prep, and one of them that I wrote was, you know, work on my new poetry book. So I released the clay in the potter's hands because I had a student that wanted to put together her own poetry collection and she had written hundreds of poems and she just didn't know what to do so I was like oh I don't kind of know what to do either in my brain so I was like you know what let's find out I'm gonna research it I'm gonna look up poetry books I'm gonna study this I'm gonna you know me I take it all it's a challenge and so I went through and um, did just that and then through all of that work how can we lead others unless we have that model and that sample and that talk through and that experience i needed that lived experience so that way i could help that child so here i am building the clay in the potter's hands and loving it experimented with you know getting images in there and um all of that good stuff so now i've already had one behind me lessons learned what can I do moving forward with book two? So, book two, I already have the work. You guys, I'm writing poetry many, many times that I just don't put on my blog. And there's many that even won't hit the light of day ever. So, the poems they matter to me. Poetry matters. And in moments in my life when I'm saying, Jesus, take the wheel, I'm also pulling up my notes section on my phone and using that time for prayer poetry. So I do tons of poetry. Like prayer poetry is just one of the types of poems that I'm writing. But it also helps me to process and work through a lot of the things that are going on in my life in the moment but it also is like a capturing of a moment so i can't go in the room and and capture you know my son his you know us talking about his life choices right i can't take a picture of that moment and one he doesn't want a picture taken two i would just see him in a room i, w- I would be like okay what is that when was that oh that's a good picture But because of a life choices conversation that we had about, you know, college and this and that, you know, all of his career and all of that heavy stuff for him, that made it into my new poetry book. But it's a way that I went through and processed that and recognized the blessing in it. So the poems are very personal that are in fact. When, when you look at fact versus fiction, you're going to say, okay, that's Jen on the page right there. And Bill's Place has its own little special heart place for me. And that is a local hot dog shop. I mean, they sell other things than hot dogs, but come on. I got to get two hot dogs, a cheeseburger, and chili cheese fries. Do not judge. That's it, okay? I'm telling you. I do it every single time I go. You, they're, they're small, so don't panic. They're not like gigantic. Um, burgers and stuff like that. Um, trust me, you can't eat just one hot dog. You got to get it all the way, which is just chili, mustard, and onions. That's it. That is all the way. You don't need anything else on it. Please don't. Please don't mess up that mojo. So Natalie was a staple in my growing up. Like every single Saturday, 
I would walk up to Bill's place and I would get hot dogs for me and the family. And that's that was the deal, y'all. Legit. Like anybody from my area knows Bill's place. Like it is well known. <laughs> so why not do a haiku for that hot dog place? Oh yes, I did. Oh, but did I cry in that book too? So I found joy. I laughed. But I also cried. Um, and I ain't going to talk about that one right now. But there are some poems in there that made me cry. And I will say that, isn't that the beauty of the work that we do? That it can take us on this ride. And we never know where we're going. And the Lord just says, show up. I'll get you there. And so all I did was show up. I showed up with prayer. I did some brainstorming about the title and how it would be structured it completely surprised me when the next day i woke up and a new title was formed in front of me to where i could almost just reach out and touch it in the air it was almost as if it was floating around me so of course the cover was a two-shot deal um one cover with stars um, one cover with butterflies and you know which one I picked uh, there should be no questions asked at this moment you guys know me <laughs> but you can go to Instagram and you can see the cover reveal for that so the cover was made within five minutes and if you go okay Jen I could tell it was made within five minutes uh, that's fine but you know what when that cover was made it was mine and it was beautiful and it captured fact versus fiction for me um butterflies across the sea i mean come on guys i i needed it i needed it in my life butterflies dancing in a moonlight i needed that in my life fact versus fiction oh it was so like as soon as i saw the image and i wasn't even looking up butterflies that's the beauty of life, right? Um, I was looking up stars and constellations and, and just happened to find it. And I'm just, I'm in love with it. Um, it's my color. It's purple. It's my brand. And I'm happy. So, I did look at different poetry books. And they're all black, you know, bestsellers right now. They're just all black with white words on it, like, then there's one that has a bunch of flowers on the front really big bold flowers and big white lettering so then i was like you know what that one stands out and that one is against all of these that just have black covers with white words and and maybe a little image of a bird or maybe a tiny little image of a swirl and that's it and then here's one that's got bright colors like i did my research on the covers prior to going um, and creating it but as soon as it hit for me it was mine so I felt really good about it and um, I'm formatting the book now I have fact completely done and I almost have fiction done so I was working with uh, a student yesterday and while I, they were working, this was at home now. This was from 6 to 7.45. I was trying to help a student that I worked with last year. And they were doing their schoolwork. I was doing the poetry book. And I spent a good hour and a half. I was tutoring her 
plus working on the book. And that was really what I needed. I needed that time, that sustained time. And the, the only issue with that was that then I started homeschool late. And we started about like 7.50. As soon as I got off of that, then I um, worked until 10.30. And I was like, okay, I can't work anymore. This is, this is as much as I can do. Um, he had had extra work that day anyway, extra assignments. And I was so glad. We got spring break coming up. And the kids, the last end of the quarter was today. And I was just so thankful. We had a, okay, just as a side note, we had Marky Freeman, amazing speaker, like phenomenal guys, motivational speaker. If you're looking for, if you're looking for a motivational speaker, um, look up Marky Freeman. So Marky was at my school virtually. She's from St. Louis. And so she's amazing. She was able to lead and motivate and during the middle of it one of my students from last year messaged me and said when can you help me with my English praise God that's all I know and not only did she work on her English but she's also worked on her social studies on her own and I'm so proud and I cannot wait to message Marky today to let her know that impact you know how I am you know one person and it's like you're reaching 10,000 I've said that from the beginning of this podcast one to 10,000 guys that's a phenomenal thing that's phenomenal right there so so I was helping her but while I was helping her I was able to multitask and collect and snap and and uh, snap photos of poems and and find, you know, representations of the books because the fiction part, now that fact, here's, here's why fact was hard. I'm going to tell you. Setting up fact, part one of the book, was really hard for me because of the emotions tied to those poems. You might think that it's just, okay, we're watching Jen talk about peanuts and Coke. Um, you're watching Jen go through a special memory that she has with her family. You're watching family time. You're getting a snapshot into my past. So, you may see that as a surface. You may see Safeway closed. And you may say, oh, she's talking about, you know, a little market around the corner. I'm talking about more than that. I'm talking about community. I'm talking about this stifling pain of a community. I'm talking about change, the ends of things. And so you may see it that way, but I see it deep. I see because it's my heart. It's my heart on page. So fact was, woo. I'm talking about crying, guys, crying through fact. And then with fiction, it has a different kind of heart. Because now I have to figure out out of all of these poems to represent my characters, which ones really speak of their heart. And so when I went through, and I I have one from Ray from Sweet Potato Jones, 
and I had one from Belle, I have one from Mays, and I'm like, I love them so, I love them, which ones would someone else love, and then I'm like, wait, stop, did I just ask that question, nope, 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 pull it back, because this isn't a book that's meant, it's, it's meant to, which one would the character love? Which one would the character give me permission to place into the book and say, yes, that's me, that's me. So, so of course, Maze had to go in there because Maze is like, wait, I'm gone, I'm out, but wait, I can't go, I have no car, I'm 14, wait, what, how can I move, how can I breathe, what is happening, this is a prison to me, and here I am writing for Maze when I was in the editing process of Sweet Potato Jones, you know, Maze's heart was on my mind after pages would be over and that, their voices don't stop. These characters, they don't stop for me. They stay with me. I was writing short stories about Maze even after Sweet Potato was published and I put one of them. Um, I never used their names. I never once used Maze's name, but it was Maze and he was out playing on the basketball court. I mean... He was there with, you know, Sweet Potato, and this was his perspective. And I wrote it for Flash Fiction. I wrote it for the um, Furious Fiction, 500 words, <laughs> using words like jump. And as soon as I saw the word jump, I said basketball. That's Maze. They're playing on the, on the court at the shelter. So you see where my mind, it doesn't cut off from my characters. They, they're a part of me. They're brothers and sisters, and they all are in this family that that the Lord has opened up for me. And so the hard part is, well, what do I pick for Lyric Harper? Well, Lyric loved Daisy. And she didn't write a poem for Daisy. Daisy's her guitar. But that was her extension of herself. She had Daisy with her all the time. And so, of course, Daisy's got to get there. I got to find a place for her now in the poetry book. Nobody would know who Daisy was unless they read Lyric Harper. <laughs> they would think Daisy's a person. <laughs> but no, Daisy brings out the best qualities in Lyric for her, for her music. That's what she thinks anyway. She thinks that that music, that Daisy, she's dependent upon Daisy to make it all work. So I will say that, you know, picking for these characters, man, that was that was something. You know who was easy? Oh my gosh. Jamie Locklear was so easy. So my boyfriend's back. It's Jamie Locklear who loves NASCAR racing, who is a car mechanic with his dad at the shop. And he listens to country music and he sings gospel and he plays piano in the church. That boy, he was, he was two page easy. When I say two page easy, his two songs got put in there. Y'all, he's working at overtime because he knows, like, he's got to show Graceland. Like, look, I know because his best friend Noble has passed away. It's a tough time. It's tough for everybody. And he's loving him some Graceland. So I'm going to let you know that the easiest of all of them <laughs> was Jamie Locklear in my boyfriend's back man that was and it was so much fun like writing his songs again um and then I have a magical Christmas wedding of course you know I've got Jordan so Jordan McLaughlin he's there and he's got his own 
you know, the proposed part, which would be prior to a magical Christmas wedding. So it's the thoughts that go on through Jordan's mind of how do I propose? Um, and so that's kind of like a prequel to the book. So the chapter one starts with her looking for a dress. So you know that part's there, but you don't know how. So if I ever do a reprint of that, I will probably put that poem at the beginning um, through Jordan's POV. I would probably use that poem, y'all. But I'm going to put it in this book because I love it. It's so cute. And I give the Braves a shout out for my mama. Because she was the biggest Braves fan I've ever seen in my life. And so I will say to you that putting that part together, the fiction part, it's just going through, going through. And so what kind of words of advice could I give to someone who's collecting their book, their poetry for a book, a collection, or going to turn in something for an anthology? <laughs> like I always say, you know, it starts with prayer. Like you are praying as you're, you know, choosing. You're praying as you're combining. You're praying as you're gathering words. And then, you know, leave yourself open to while you're gathering, leave yourself open to taking the X, Y, and Z factors out of it and just get to the heart of, well, what does this show about this character? What does this talk about with this book? What does this show about? Was this a weak moment for this character? Because in Offbeat, Mary Oxendine is writing some tough songs because she lost her daddy. And she's just got this memory of her and the kite strings. That's what I want for Offbeat. I want a kite on the symbol on the book with her in a yellow dress. And that poem, that matters to her. That matters to Mary because that's how she wants to remember her dad. She doesn't want to remember her dad sick with cancer. She wants to remember him flying kites with her. Okay, don't get me to cry. So I will just say that that part, the fiction part, it's got to speak. Like if you do it, if you're doing something similar to this, have fun with it, but also have prayer with it. So I did, y'all. I was enjoying that mess. I was loving me some Bill's Place hot dogs and snapping. Um, snapshots of our conversations. So Solomon and I's text messages went in there. Yes, I did it. I did it. It's real life. It's fiction. It's fact. And it's mine. And it is beauty for me. And it was a great time to put that together because I'm having that workshop on April the 27th. You can still sign up. And there's some limited spots available for that because I'm going to be in a room and you guys have cameras and your mics and we're talking and we're question and answering and we're doing all of that work together. So it's self-publishing poetry 101. And so I'm working this and I will have it done and it's going to be released on April the 30th. It's in my writing group right now. And one of my friends is from North Carolina. She's in my writing group. She's in writing Warriors for Jesus and the Patreon group that I have, and she was like, oh my gosh, I'm loving this poetry, I'm loving this southern voice, it's there, oh yeah, and I'm like, I snapped it, I captured it, um, I don't put southern poetry on there to lead you astray, <laughs> um, it's there, 
Um, her favorite one was Safeway Closed because she said it reminded her of going back to her small town. And if she sees something that's closed, um, so maybe it will resonate with someone else. And, and if not, it's a part of my heart that has been captured for this moment and this time. And it's meant to be. And I'm moving forward with it. So have no fear, guys. Be brave. Be bold. And be for the Lord. You know, Jesus, our yes. Jesus, our joy. He is. So that's why number one is Jesus, our yes. That was our, my number one poem in the book. He comes first. <laughs> well, all right, guys. I hope that uh, y'all have picked some things out of this one that you might be able to go back and apply to your life. Please let me know what you're going to be working on in Camp Nano. I've got two projects going on. I've got the Monarch Method, which tried and true. It's done its work again, done the same exact method for this poetry book as I've done for my novels. It works even for that. So it's coming quite along. Of course, I'm not finished yet. The method is never complete until I hit publish. That's when I can sit back and say the method's complete. But the method is working. It's worked for me yet again. So um, it's on 20 number book number 21. So I, I'm getting there. And... I'm working on the poetry book. So hopefully tonight the poetry book will be finished. It's my last night of homeschool before spring break. So hooray for that. Um, I'm just really looking forward to the break. I'll, I'm definitely probably going to have the poetry book done by then and up for pre-order. That's my goal is to have it up for pre-order by Sunday. Um or at least have it to where it's up and I'm going to be able to get print copies. So I hope that you guys um, have a wonderful Thursday. And thanks for checking out my podcast. Please go back and um, hit that subscribe button and uh, rate button and uh, donate button and all of those good buttons. And share it out with everybody and say, hey, I have found this weird lady that's talking about author world and writing every day. And you never know what's going to be there, what's going to be on her show. I've got an interview up tomorrow. So you guys are going to want to stick around with some children's book authors and and check that out. Um, and it is a nonfiction um, piece of work, a piece of love. And um, can't wait for you to hear that one. So uh, just stay tuned. More to come, guys. All right. Bye. Now that you've found me on the Jen Lowry Writes podcast, I challenge you to head over to where books are sold and find me there. I've published 11 books so far, and I write clean books for all ages. Horror, paranormal, sweet romance, fantasy, historical fiction, you name it, I've got your genre. Search Jen Lowry at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, Kobo, and more. And for my Bible devotionals, you'll see my full name, Dr. Jennifer Eichner Lowry on Amazon. The Writing Warriors for Jesus are excited to announce we'll be having two free writing conferences this year. The WWJ Youth Summit will be held on May 22nd, 2021, and our Writing Warriors for Jesus writing conference will be August the 6th and 7th. Please join us during our live streams where we'll be talking about Jesus and writing all day. 
all sessions will be live from YouTube and Facebook. You don't have to register to attend, but registration allows the Writing Warriors for Jesus to collect your email in order to draw door prizes during the event and send you emails of conference information. You can follow us at Jesus Writing on Facebook and Twitter to stay up to date on all of our conference news. Hope to see you there.